This episode of Inbox Besties is brought to you by Money Mentality Makeover by Amanda Francis, going on now until September 10th, 2021. Now, this is the course that I credit honestly taking me from struggling to make four figures a month to making five figures and more a month with ease. Like, honestly, I would actively have to try to make less than $15,000, and honestly, it's pretty tough. And I honestly credit this course with all of that success. You see, I was really, really good at investing in products that teach me a lot of A, B, C type of things, very mechanic driven, very like do this, do that, do that. But the missing piece of my factor was actually having the courage and honestly, the resistance to be able to actually implement what I was learning, to not actually give up, to stop feeling guilty about making money, to stop feeling guilty about making so much more than all of my friends, to realize that I am allowed to have more than enough and that it is actually a great thing. Okay. So this is the only money mindset course that I ever recommend, but I will tell you that it's not necessarily for everyone. So you can head on over to katedoster.com forward slash MMM. If you've been waiting for this to open, because trust me, it is an event when Amanda opens this. But if you've never actually experienced any of Amanda's stuff, I would definitely recommend you go ahead and check out her podcast where you're listening to this, the And She Rises podcast. So that way you can see if you vibe with Amanda. When dealing with anything that has to do with money mindset or just mindset in general, you need to make sure that you vibe with your teacher. And trust me, Amanda is probably the furthest thing for me ever, but it works. It just did. The Denise Duffield Thomases of the world, while she is cool and I'm sure we could have a beer together, for some reason her stuff never clicked. Amanda's did. And if you have any questions about money mentality makeover, I'll give you my honest answers over on Instagram. So you can DM me Kate underscore Doster until Friday. If you have any questions about the course, I will let you know because it is a substantial investment and spoiler alert. I was not one of those people that the second they signed up, like mysteriously checks started coming in the mail. I actually kind of like had my lowest three weeks of revenue ever right after I signed up, but I'm telling you once it clicked, it clicked. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash MMM. If you want to go ahead and check out the sales page for money mentality makeover, check out Amanda Francis on all of the places to make sure you vibe with her style. And we'd love to have you be one of our money mavens as well. Now onto the show. So your open rates are in the toilet and you're ready to throw in the towel on email marketing. Don't do it quite yet. Oh, welcome back. My inbox besties, besties, Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And I'm super excited to be in your air holes, not only because technically it's money mentality makeover season. And I love that course actually. Okay. So full disclosure, I think that the first three modules, they're kind of meh, but like you have to do them because it's, it's the foundational work, but I am telling you like module four, five, six, like hot fire. My absolute favorite set of training that Amanda Francis ever did was her elevate into overflow series that you can only get as a bonus in this course. I also really, really love what you get instant access to that and drop the money struggle. Those videos are just like hot fire. The energy and frequency of money. Like I listen to that one constantly. Now I love this course so much. It is not one of those things where they're going to teach you like, this is a landing page. This is how you make copy, or this is how you run Facebook ads. It is not a business course. It is a mindset course. It is about allowing good things to come to you and not feeling guilty for it. It's just like, I I just, I can't speak. (laughs) I cannot speak enough about it. So 
that'll be my, my last spiel about money mentality makeover. But like I said, I absolutely heard it. If you have any questions, DM me over on Instagram. I'll 100% let you know. Like I said, Amanda's not for everyone. She's not everyone's cup of tea. So check out her free content first. So I'm excited because we're talking about a topic that I know has been on the minds of everybody over the summer. And that is open rates. And we've talked about open rates and subject lines and things like that in the past on the show. But if you went and looked at your analytics, willing to guess <laughs> since like May or June, your open rates have tanked. And you might be wondering, is my content awful? Is my subject lines going? I mean, I'm saying the stuff that Kate's doing. I'm spending all this time with my emails and now I'm only getting like a 15% open rate. Why am I wasting my time? This is so dumb. First of all, go look at your Facebook page analytics. If you're even still using that, 15% of people aren't even seeing your stuff there. So like cool out about that. And honestly, Instagram too, like the number of actual followers versus people that see your stuff is pretty small. So I guarantee you email still beating you there, but the reason why your open rates have gone down in some cases quite steeply, one, it is the summertime here in North America. And that does tend to be a little bit of a lull last year. We didn't see it because everyone was still stuck in the house. And this year, everyone decided to leave the house, right? So there's naturally that. But the biggest culprit about why your open rates are going down is because of, can you guess? I know you already know what it is. It's the iOS update, of course. You know that thing that Facebook marketers have been losing their crap over for like the last gajillions of months? That. So, and we have talked about this on the past, like in the past on this show, but all email service providers, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, does not matter who you're with, does not matter, have a very hard time registering open rates on mobile. In particular, it was Androids because Androids used to block it. I still think they do. Now, iPhones are starting to block it. And because so many people use iPhones and so many people are in the B2B space and they tend to be Apple users, it's just everyone's like losing their stuff. So I want to talk about how this is going to change your strategy a little and how you can sort of like realize like, okay, I don't suck. My audience doesn't hate me. I'm not wasting my time. I should still email my list. It is all good. So first thing that you need to do, one, we kind of already talked about it. Realize that it is not you. Okay. It's not you. The second thing that we need to look at, and we've talked about this a little bit on the past as well, is we need to look at what are you doing when you resend emails? And we'll talk about that phrase in a second, if you don't know what it is. And the second thing is re-looking at your list cleanup strategy. So let's talk about our list cleanup strategy. So a lot of people will tell you to keep your list pretty clean. They'll talk about list hygiene. Basically you're kicking off people that are on your email list that hasn't opened or clicked or replied back to your stuff in, I would say at least three months. Um, I believe the way that I have mine set up because I have it automatic with active campaign, it's about six. So some people will just see cold subscribers and they'll just delete everybody that I've never recommended. I always suggest that you send a special series. We have it word for word in the email marketing fairy, um, the email marketing fairy.com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well, but that series is even more important. Cause again, one of the main triggers signals that we were using was open rates. So if people open stuff, we could tell that they open stuff, then we would stop sending them and we wouldn't unsubscribe them. Right. But now because the little special pixel is getting blocked by mobile users and the last stat I found, I think it was like 55% of people read their stuff on mobile, but honestly, I think it's way higher than that. At this point, it was a pretty old study. 
There could be people who are opening up your stuff religiously every single week, every two days, however often you send, but because they're on mobile, your system doesn't think so. So we need to make sure that we just don't cut everybody loose with our list hygiene. We need to have that series of three emails. And in one of those emails, you can literally say like, Hey, cause the first email, we always send a crowd favorite, but like in a second, we can just be like, Hey name. So I just want to make sure that one, you're actually getting this stuff. And two, that you really want it. Cause I don't want to junk up your inbox. Actually, I'd probably switch that. Hey, I want to make sure that you're actually really still interested in growing your profits with your email list. So could you reply back to this and let me know if you're actually getting these? Because my system can't tell if you're opening or not, and it's going to stop sending you things if it doesn't look like you're reading it. Okay. So again, blame it on the system. It's always technology's fault, right? We're always trying to be the good guy, make them the good guy. The bad guy is the system, right? It's not you versus them. It's the two of you versus the machine. So you want to make sure that you're serious. If you have that set up or whenever you decide to clean out your list, whether it's going to be once a year now, whether it's still going to be every six months, if you're like me and you have automatic, you know, sort of automation set up in the background, those sorts of things are really, really important. So the second process that you need to be looking at with these updates is your recents. Now my stance has always been, and I've talked about this. So I was blue in the face. I do not resend every email to people who don't open. So when I send a weekly newsletter, I'm not automatically sending a resend, like say on Sundays, if I send it on Wednesdays, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I am only going to do a resend. If it is what I consider a SOS style email, one that is super super important. So if you know, the back to business bundle is going on, I know that's limited time. They're going to need it. If it is a webinar invite and the webinar is happening in a couple of days, we're going to put it in there. Okay. These are those SOS strategies. If it's just a blog post or if it's just a podcast episode or something like that, I'm not, I'm not going to resend it. Right. If it's a flash sale where I'm sort of introducing it and there's like three days, then maybe the next day I will resend that. The thing that I've been recommending forever is when you do send an email, it's entirely up to you. Again, you can resend to people who haven't opened, but realize somebody might have it twice. 100% in that subject line for most email service providers, you can change it. Literally put resend for some email service providers. ConvertKit will let you do this active campaign. I don't think does. I'm not quite sure about Flowdesk to be honest with you, but if you can literally put a new message in that first paragraph, or even in that preview text, because I think you can change that on active campaign, put in there, Hey, so you might've already read this, but I wasn't quite sure. And because I know you're super passionate about blank, I'd rather you see it twice than not at all. Okay. So because I know you're passionate about not starting world war three, when you want your kids to pick up your socks, I wanted to make sure you, you heard about this free class because I know you are passionate about actually making a living, doing something that you love and not taking advantage of people. I wanted to make sure that you read it. Okay. If you can add that explainer tax, 100%, that is going to be just amazing because we just don't want people thinking like, Oh, they're just repeating themselves. They're, they're just repeating themselves. So always use the recent sparingly anyways. I don't think that it's necessarily worth it to just resend a normal newsletter. That's just my personal opinion. Now, if it was one you thought was hot fire, potentially. And again, I would say give it at least 48, but preferably 72 hours before you do a resend, I would say. Because by then, if they haven't gotten to your email, like legitly, it's like so far back in their inbox, they're never going to see it again. (laughs) It is lost in the abyss. So 
those are two things that we need to work on. So again, one, realize that it's not you, it's technology. Now that it's against us, we just got off our game. Two, we are going to look at how we are handling people that aren't opening their emails. Again, maybe you're going to be a little less aggressive on your list cleaning. I still do think list cleaning is a great thing. 100%. If you can do it with your email service provider and you can search for email addresses, search for things like emails that end in dot cone. So like C O N, right? Look for those. Like you can just do this in any search. It's not like you have to be like, you know, okay, doster dot cone, like that specific, just literally dot cone. Um, look for email addresses where Gmail is spelt wrong. You can at the very least every six months delete those types of gross misspellings. And pretty much every email service provider is going to let you search through emails rather quickly. So it'll pull up all the ones where Gmail spelled wrong. If you put that in where dot con is that cone, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what people would type in instead of dot net. Maybe the letters are reversed a little bit. So that'll also help keep your list nice and clean, which is good because it gives you a higher sender score. So then again, we're not just going to kick people off. We're going to make sure that they know we cannot tell and they are going to be leaving. So they need to reply. Speaking of reply, the other thing that I want you to start doing, and this is really, I say tip number four at this point is I want you to start asking your subscribers more questions and a really, really encouraging replies. Now I'm not talking about asking them to share their life story. I'm talking to them about like, P.S. What's your favorite color? Or P.S. If you have a cat, what's her name? What's his name? Okay. It is, you know, P.S. Or towards the end, if you are so excited to be able to eat bacon, give me a hell yes. Like reply back and tell them to reply back. Right. You can always send our one sentence email, our infamous one sentence email. What's going on with your health and fitness, your workout, what's going on with your iPhone, with your kids crafts. You can always send that one to encourage replies, but I'm telling you asking for short replies and literally telling them what to say, like, yes, no insert name. Like that is going to help register because I believe, and I do not have any stats on this. I've searched for this because I've been really looking over this for the last month and a half. I believe that email service providers are not getting blocked being able to track replies back. I believe it can still figure it out. I don't think regardless of on mobile, if that's getting blocked or not, I think it's just open rights. The other next thing that you can do. So number five, again, realize it's not your fault. Make sure your cleanup strategy is a little bit changed. Make sure your recent strategy has changed. Again, encourage replies, short replies, nice and easy ones is you need to do a better job selling the click. You guys know I talk about selling the free all the time, selling the click. This is why literally we have like a 45 minute training in the current version of love your list that talks about, we call them, I think I call them click triggers to be honest with you. We want people to go to your blog post. We want people to go to your webinar registration page. We want people to follow you on the Instagrams, right? Now, again, to my knowledge, and I, again, I'm trying to find some type of research to prove this, but I don't have it. To my knowledge, email service providers are not getting blocked with tracking link clicks. So when somebody clicks the link in your email, even if you have like on there, like, you know, kdoster.com forward slash EMF, that'll take you to the email marketing fairy, by the way. If they click on that, and I literally have that written out, they're not actually going to that link first. It actually sends them to an active campaign or a convert kit link, which then shoots it over to the actual destination. So 
that is how they sort of add on that tag. Think of it like if you create a pretty link or you create a bitly link yourself, basically, essentially every time you insert a link into an email, your email service provider is in the background, mentally <laughs> creating a bitly link for you, that type of a style, a link tracker. So that way it knows. Okay. I do not believe that that technology has been blocked. If I hear anything about it, we'll have like a quick little update on like a Friday or something. So you need to, because we can no longer rely on opens. We need to work on that click through rate. So just don't be like, click here to read this blog post or click here to listen or click here to register. Make sure you're linking to it a couple different times, like three different times. Make sure that you're highlighting some benefits being like, Hey, so finally get your kids to stop fighting, right? So you can definitely have it. You can say, click here. You can say, go there. But remember when people are reading emails, they tend to skim. So the juiciest part, the benefits, the relief, the thing that they want to avoid, highlight that and give it a link. Just don't link the words, click here, read now, go here. Just don't include one link. You can include links to different places. It's not a problem. And of course, the last thing that you can be doing, and yeah, we'll have a recap in a couple of seconds, is to as always work on those subject lines. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, make sure that you are making things enticing, put the word this in there, add an emoji every once in a while. So that way you're really drawing attention. Like I'm looking at my inbox right now and like literally none, none of the emails that I'm looking at in their subject line have an emoji. And I know even if I had that like blue circle thing, my eye is getting drawn to it. Okay. So again, there's always things that you can do to improve that subject line go look even back, you know, a couple of months, you know, since May and see what subject lines sort of patterns you've noticed that have gotten decent open rates, or at least a little bit above everybody else's. And then look back to previous when this wasn't a problem and look at those, see how can you mirror that? What about those things made it so interesting? Was it a benefit? Did it seem more like a friend? What do you feel like was really going on there? So again, to recap how to handle this open rates, Armageddon <laughs> sort of a situation. One, realize like I've been saying forever, email service providers have a hard time reading it on mobile and now it is going to be even worse. So do not blame yourself. The second thing that you're going to do is I need you to look at when you are cleaning out your list, how you are handling it. Just don't delete everybody who's considered cold. Make sure that you send that re-engagement campaign. Like I said, we've got one in the email marketing fairy. I'll put a link down below to the email marketing fairy. If you'd like some help and some examples, I want to write in that, but it's so, so important. We really want to tell people to reply and click in those emails. And I might actually, you know, go and look at the email marketing fairy though. Most of them really do sort of focus on those two metrics, but we really want to lay it out for people. The next thing that we want to do is really reconsider how we are going to be doing resends in particular. Don't do it for everything, guys. Always make it important. Try to change that subject line so people are aware that you are sending it for a second time. If you can change that first paragraph or that sort of preview text, go ahead and do that. So that way it's like, Hey, I know that you want your kids to stop fighting, which is why I wanted to make sure you saw this email that I sent the other day you know, here it is type of a scenario. So that way it's not just like, but I just read this. Like, why are they sending me the same stuff? Weirdo unsubscribe. You want to make sure that you are encouraging people to reply back to your emails. Again, tell them really short things that you want them to reply with. One word answers is what we're looking for because those register. You're going to do a much better job of selling the click and not just saying click here. We're going to include the link to wherever we want people to go a couple of times. We're going to start highlighting some benefits. Like I said, we have a whole training on this on the side of love your list. You go to katedoster.com forward slash free training. If you want to sneak in, by the way, that's your, your background pass to get, to get into love your list. And then of course, again, always 
work on those subject lines, add some emojis, look to see yeah, your actual stats. I know it can hurt. What type of patterns are you noticing? Just don't be like, oh, I noticed that when I said, hey, person's name, that that got higher open rates. I'm going to do that all of the time now. What makes you think did it? Was it friendly? Was it including their name? Again, we're going to be testing some hypotheses. We're going to test, look at like some of those emojis. Is it more benefit driven? Is it more curiosity? Is it that you included the word free PDF or something? Try those things. Okay. So that is it for this week's episode of Inbox Besties. Like I said, we've got some solo episodes. We've got some interviews coming up that I'm really excited about. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.